podcast. Hey y'all, Ray here, Silverstations Podcast. This is essentially where we build up our courage, compassion, and wonder through conversations, through storytelling, through holding space, uh, through listening to understand and examine more deeply um, ourselves, our influences, and just examining this journey of life much more um, with each other. And so today's episode is with special, special young man, Mr. Kenai Webb. He is a 23-year-old organizer in Compton. He has a space called Peace of Mind Compton, um, which actually used to be his grandmother's school, like a community school. It was a community space that he actually went to when he was younger, and it was made for other kids in the neighborhood to go to the school. And Kanai has now taken over the space to create a community healing hub. Um, One day he wants to turn it into a music studio, um, a local shop where local retailers or um, sellers can bring their goods. And then as of right now, they are doing Sunday drive-by meals. So they're providing meals um, for the community during this time. And he is continually doing events at Peace of Mind. And we're actually doing one with him in November. So we'll be doing a community healing event um, there at his space. Also with one of our friends, Natalie, who's a, who's a local poet and does a lot of work um, in L.A. So looking forward to that. And just to connect with Kanai, uh, we headed out um, over there to grab a meal with him and just learn more about his foundations, his influences, how he views the city, how his how his bond is with it and the culture of it. And so he took us to Uncle Cliff's Texas style burritos, um, where the burritos were massive. I think the biggest one is like thirty six inches. We did the baby burritos, which were eleven inches, but still gigantic. Um, and it was cool because Kanai knows Uncle Cliff, the owner, and had already done an event with him. So to go eat at a place where he had built community uh, felt extra special to do that. And there's a couple instances of just community happening. And so you'll hear there's some ambient noise going on, but I think it provides such a great soundscape of the experience of eating there with the people around, the cars driving by, especially as Kenai gives his thoughts on the city. So check it out. I I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm learning more and and looking forward to building more with Kenai. So I'll check back in throughout the pod. Peace. Yeah, like the problem with being people of color is that we don't have enough resources. Yeah. Unfortunately, our community has been like lagged of resources that they've taken away from us. So I think it's important whenever we get time to have a group of people that can just help one another. Yeah. You know what I mean? And build upon one another and like even use that relationship to be with something better and bigger for more people and really heal because like you said, there's so much happening but not a lot of people like healing are really like talking about understanding the trauma that's happening on a day to day basis. Thank you. Appreciate it. So Yeah. That's the baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Last time you had a burrito. No, I, I, this, this might be the biggest burrito I've held. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks, Except the yellow Thank tastes you. better. Let's so. go. Thank you. Thank you, man. The least I can do, man. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> good meal. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, come. We got all the hidden gems in this, man. Yeah. What are your, like, connections to the city? Are you pretty much, like, a... Like a how do you view yourself in the city? Like, more like a, like a native that's, like... Um, in or... Good question. Um, I would consider it home, um, but I also consider it like removed home because I moved away from Compton. I was like sixth grade, so it's hard to you know say that all the ins and outs and all about it because yeah. I have memories here, but. I think a lot of the, like, memories you have when you're growing up somewhere, like, when you're in middle school and high school, and I grew up in that time in, like, Pomona. Oh, right, yeah. And so, even when I would grow up over there, I would tell people I'm from Compton, and they were like, oh, no, you're not, because of the way I acted. So, at times, it's a conflicting thing to say where I'm from or what I can say, because it's like, all my life I've been told, well, you can't be from there because you don't act somewhere, you're not there. And I never fit in into that society. Like, I never fit in with Diane Bar Pomona. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, it wasn't yeah. me. So, it's hard to say. Mm. You know, like, so it's hard for me to really ever say what's home or, like, where, because I've just been to a lot of places. But um, I would definitely, you know, call Compton that spot for me where, like, I know a lot of the different resources. And through Peace of Mind, I've been doing it since 2018 now yeah so I've been networking and meeting a lot of people throughout the journey um, and getting more of a resources and building more uh, like a real team and like building more of like allies within the city mm-hmm. but it just takes a lot because there's a, it's a lot of interesting history and like a lot of just unfortunately pettiness that goes through the city and Compton yeah. uh, but you just play your part like anything else like you just try to remain the light and the darkness and try to play a party yeah. and try to you know uh, you play it right you play things good you can meet a lot of good people in the city like mm-hmm. Mr. Cliff the owner of this spot a real cool guy yeah. and we met because we were both trying to plan like a Juneteenth event and now you know we both were like if I ever needed to cater for food I know I could reach out to him and if he ever needed help with anything you know he could reach out to me mm-hmm. so those relationships do, do develop in Compton um, once you go out of your way to meet him so that's why it's a beautiful city because people are willing to help if you go out and seek it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, you know, I love most about the city of Yeah, when you say the, um, when you talk about that pain, when you said the, that pain comes up, how does that, how does that show up in like the organizing or like the work? Um, there's a like a lot, a lot of lack of resources within the city. Um, for example. Um, like we did like a community fridge um, just because we live in a food desert um, you know like food deprivation might increase because of COVID so just trying to play our part to help people and members within the city didn't approve of the fridge because of whether it was guidelines of safety or hazard because of spreading diseases or viruses of that nature. Um, things where, like, someone cut the cord of the fridge, or, like, graffitied it, uh, brought out the code enforcement or the fire department, like, things of that nature 
makes it frustrating to organize um, because of maybe someone's feelings or, you know, things like that happen often within the city where then if individuals don't like something, they make it harder for you to do something. Yeah. And it shouldn't be like that if you're trying to help people. Mm -hmm. I think... um, People like like people just like to you know get credit for what they would do, and people like to just do what they do, and that's it. Um, so I think sometimes it's a lack of teamwork because there's so many problems. If we all work together, yeah, it would be better than rather than everyone trying to do it individually. Yep. So that's I think that's some of the frustrating part. But like I said, you meet people along the journey who align their vision with you yeah. and see the same thing and. You know, those are people you attach yourselves to, and, you know, you try to do work with them and impact the city with them. You have folks in the city? Who are your folks in the city like that, that you're like? Uh, I got, yeah, Compton Tenants. Um, they're basically people that help us with the community bridge. Yeah. Um, so they help, like, help organize and paint it. Um, there's a Jasmine Gates. Uh, she has a organization called New History Black or New Black History Makers, um, and it's a podcast as well. Which you know they talk to the individuals that's making history uh, for the culture. Um, there's a radio station, Dre. He has his own radio station here. Um, that's really cool. We got uh, Color Compton, uh, which is basically like a organization that's based on like organizing and youth engagement within the city. Um, so there's a lot of different um, I kind of tapped into different organizers and people um, within the city those are some of the I had my barber man you know too like yeah. you know, he, he, he's the one who plugged me with Mr. Cliff like when yeah. I told him I had an idea for Juneteenth he said oh Mr. Cliff is also having an idea uh, for Juneteenth you should, you should go by and talk to him like my barber is the one who got that link or got us connected so um, whenever you're in the city there's definitely different people you can kind of talk to and kind of, you know, affiliate yourself, affiliate yourself with. Um, so there's, like I said, there is a lot of good people here. And I'm lucky that I know as the journey goes on, I'll meet more. But off the top of my head, those are some of the organizers and people that I've kind of messed with. Um, and, and, oh, and the, the Compton Garden, too. Compton Garden, Dedication Catering. Um, they the event, right? They've, yeah, they've been, we've been working with them since about 2018. Yeah. So, there's JB. She, you know, she hosts a lot of uh, events in Compton, like the Compton Open Mic. She hosts that, and she organizes a lot of different other types of events uh, within the city. So, there's a lot of different activists and organizers uh, that are here that, you know, are really good people. And that's what I like about Compton, too. Like, the people in Compton, are, I believe, are one of a kind. Yeah. Is a sense of, I don't know like something about the people like even yeah, if you hear yeah. if you're not here long like you you can tell when someone just got it like when they feel kind of like there's yeah. some type of grit or some type of like energy towards them that is like mm. it feels yeah. good so yeah people are like that in common like, there's a spirit or energy uh, and a pride like, you know what I mean like, yeah. there's a pride that comes with living or being part of the community yeah. or being part of the city like it takes pride to you know call this place home yeah. uh, so we need people who are passionate about the spot as you are. Yeah. It's, it's dope to see that you're not alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Someone else, see the problems of someone else is building a better future. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, like you said, you have an ally, you have a team. So it, it's a beautiful thing because I think like we live in a capitalistic society, so a lot of our soul goes to where the money is. Yeah. And so when, yeah. you, when 
there's a group of people that still have that soul, that core, that make them who that is. It's a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. It's what makes, like, it's what makes Compton Compton. It makes New Orleans New Orleans. It makes Brooklyn Brooklyn. Like, yeah. Those spots are known because of the culture, not necessarily the things to do out there. Yeah. You what, what would you, uh, how would you define culture? That's an interesting question. What makes culture? If you, all right, how about if you were to say, what is Compton's culture? What is Compton's culture? What is the culture in here? Um, I think it depends. I think, like, I think we talked earlier is about, there's a, there's an outside culture where people believe that it's full of drug and gang activity. Um, there's a culture where it's heavily involved with music within Compton because of the artists that have developed here. Um, I don't know, but I don't know if there's really there's a culture. I'm not gonna say that, but I think there's stronger. It's a stronger sense of pride. Like there's more of a sense of like Compton pride than I would say Compton culture. And that pride goes with just like. If you know the historical context of where you come from, it shows the power of like where you can go. And so I think that's where the pride is because there's so many, like from Serena to Venus Williams to uh, and the actor on Blackish, Anthony. Anthony Anderson. Anderson. Uh, like so much rich history and so many powerful people that came out of this. Dr. Dre's a billionaire. Yeah. Um, so there's a sense of pride of like knowing like like all the history all the people that made it out like it's possible um, and that's where I feel like the big thing of Compton is like there's a sense of pride with everything that's happened here um, and the people that really like believe in the city like it wasn't always a black dog community like the white flight happened in Compton um, and it's one of those things where we embrace this city and I think with that embracing came the passion of the things like that we've done here like so that's what it is like there's so much dope things that happen here on a day to day basis and so much of so many people like their reality is only Compton like they've never left Compton they've never been anywhere else so it's like a real sense of just like this really is all I got type of pride to it you know what I mean so that's why I think it's a beautiful thing because it's like to individuals like they really would die for this spot like many people would just die on their lawn in comp because it's all they know and it's all they love yeah. and I think it's a beautiful thing because you don't you don't have that in like LA like people come to LA because yeah. it's LA and they'll leave LA because they get tired of LA yeah. but like comp to people stay here because it's all they know and it's all they got it's, you know it's a different type of feel to uh, to a lot of different people so that's why I say like my mom like my mom she went to Berkeley um, and never, and even after that, came back to Compton. This, this is what home is. Like, this is all she knew. So, like, she didn't want to be anywhere else. Like, she did it, but it's like, this is what she loved. So, it's like that. Since many people, like, go a lot of places and they just come back to Compton because there's something about it. Like, you can't express or talk about it. It's just like, it's, it's a feeling. Yes. It's, it's just a feeling about the space that is just like, it's one of a kind, yeah. to say the least. So, it's a real, real sense of just, like, unless you're here and you see, like, the interactions or you see the people or understand the historical, like, something's the water here, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you can't really, understand, like, put a, a context of, like, what it is to be yeah. from Compton or to live a day-to-day life in the yeah. city, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's a rich feeling, like, a, it, 
living majority of my life in Diamond Bar, which is a predominantly Asian, white community, um, and spending this short amount of adult life in Compton, I would never ever, like, I would never want to live in a community like Diamond Bar pa- or Lona again unless I had kids. Yeah. Like, as a young adult, I, I much more love the experience of living in Compton in the city that, like, I see more people that look like me. Um, and even though in the city you see you see more struggle but you see more reality you know what I mean so I think like when you're in those suburbs and those different communities like it's, everything is just so fake like everyone got the green grass everyone got a nice house everyone has a nice car and that's not life though like that's not the reality that we like inside of those homes everybody going through some bullshit like everybody really going through some problems and no one talks about it Afterwards, here in Compton, you can see like the struggle. Like you can see the people going through problems, and some might say it's unfortunate, but it's real. It, I think there's like a real sense of like people are more honest up front here. Like it, it, that transparency is beautiful to see. I don't think it's also something that you don't get to really see in other places in the world because you live in America and everything is so fake here and so flawed up with this money. And that's what heals all the wounds. But like in Compton, there's not a lot of money, so a lot of the wounds that need to be healed is through everyday life. You know what I mean? Just through like just through living is that's how we heal our wounds. We don't have money to go buy a better house or to get a bigger pool to feel better about ourselves. Like we gotta keep going through the pain and the trauma of our city and all that. So yeah yo, it's it's it's, it's really like it's real. Um and uh, like I said, there's really no place like that. This is such a powerful thought to me, uh this concept of uh, processing through life and healing together by living it uh, within the community and this idea that you know in our society at larger we are buying things to soothe us or we are looking for things to heal but to but to do it with the people that are around you and the people that are living with you and in community with you that's such a powerful thing to me and I mean, for me that's ultimately what brings it back when we are in space with each other when we can be the healing for each other and and be within the pain and be within the joy and, and hold that space. So, yeah, I really appreciated this one. And this is one of the things that, can I said, that really stuck with me throughout. And, uh, one of the things it reminded me of was actually the city of New Orleans and experiencing that after Katrina and seeing the resilience of the people and the spirit there. And um, I was just getting vibes of that as can I was speaking about Compton. That's the owner, Mr. Cliff. What's going on, bro? How you doing, boss? All right, doing all right. <laughs> yeah, just like, damn. Damn, there you go. Yeah. Like, he knows everybody, nice people. Like, that's yeah. how it is. Like, you know, it's all love when people come around here. That's what's so yeah. beautiful about this spot. Is that all right, Murphy? Yeah, right, my first one, thank you. Love it, man. Yeah. I've got, yeah, I'm going to bring it home to my buddy. <laughs> you too, man. He could have been in his bag doing whatever. And he decided, all right, let me go check and see how everyone's doing. Like, let me go say hi. Let me go, you know what I mean? Like, those small little interactions. Yep. Like, it makes just a big difference. Like, you're in someone's day. Yeah. And I feel like that's what, like, those interactions that happen, I, I see and I have them on a day-to-day basis in Compton. Yeah. Like, I remember one day I was in a... Something happened. Crazy happened. Yeah. I was on the phone. And I'm normally a really positive person. Yeah. But someone finally got under my skin. Yeah. And I was like cursing them out. And I'm outside of my house. And I'm just like on the phone. I like, really yeah. ranting. And my neighbor comes. And I'm like, hey, are you okay? And like just she's 
I'm like, I'm alright. Like, you know, she says, alright, I'm gonna pray for you. Like, is there anything I can do? I said, no. She said, okay, well, I'll pray for you. And close the door. And then it was like, damn. Like, it was a sense of like, damn, they care about me. Like, my neighbor who I don't really talk to, I don't really like know. But like, they heard me so upset that they came outside to just to check to see if I was okay. And I was like, if I was in Diamond Bar and if that same situation happened, I think a neighbor would have called the cops on me because they would have saw a black man outside on his phone screaming, angry, hostile. I don't know necessarily someone would have came out and checked on me. And so, like, those interactions, like, they just, you just feel better. Like, you just, you just feel, like I said, like, it, it's a sense of, like, community or home or, like, well-being. Like, someone cares about you. Like, I think that's all you want in the world. Yeah. Someone yeah. to care about you, you know. To, A, live, to see someone who look like you because there's only, like, we don't see, I don't see too many black people like, who look like you on a day-to-day basis. So, living in a city where it's, oh, everyone looks like me. And then where they also like treat you like dang, like I care about you. Like whatever you need, like just call me. Like that. And you get that throughout many people in the city. Like it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That like most media or mainstream media don't talk about a show. But I it's the reality I feel like the city about So that's what I like most about it. Yeah, man. Like that. See right there. Mm-hmm. Really and it makes you just when people care, it makes you more mindful. Yep. You're like, next time you, next time you start reaching that point, you're like, yeah. Like, oh wait. Well, next time, last time, was, somebody actually checked on me when I got to this space. Well, it made me hang up the phone. Like I yeah. didn't like once. I said that like I, I didn't even finish that comment with that person. Like, yo, why am I arguing with you? Like, it's not like, and that's what it takes. Is just like, dang, you're right. Like, someone cares, but like, I don't have to behave this way or do these things. And you know, someone cares about you. Like. When you have a whole city or whole community that cares about you, you move differently. Yep. Like you, you react differently to things. You know, because you understand that you're not by yourself anymore. Like I think when you're in a lot of those suburban areas, you feel alone. And you feel like you're by yourself, so you move like you're by yourself. Um, but like I said, it's different when you just know you have a whole community that supports you and like, really care about you. That's you know moving with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's healing like just living in a scene like this day to day you'll see a lot of trauma and pain unfortunately but it's also you'll see some healing like yesterday I woke up at 7am and rode my bike around the city you know what I mean and it was shit like that where many people because of the connotation of Compton they feel like oh that's not a safe thing or it's a dangerous thing but it was just like for me that was so healing and that was just so refreshing to just get on the bike in the morning and just ride it around the city and just, you know what I mean, be one with it. Um, I don't know if I would ever do that in Dunbar. Like, I don't know if yeah. I would have that will or want. Yeah. You know what I or mean? Or they healing. Or they healing. Like, feel, yeah. It was like, it's like riding a bike. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But out here, it's like, damn, well, if I go, there's so much I can probably see out here. Yeah. You know, and experience. Or maybe it's because I haven't lived here all my life. Or maybe because it's like, the different experiences that I've seen here from the short time that just make me feel happier, you know, being yeah. at home or more old. So, I don't know, but it is, like I said, yeah. it's healing nonetheless. And that's a different relationship going up to a certain point as a kid and then coming back as a man. Yep. Uh, yeah. that, even that, even that whole dynamic must be its own thing. Yeah. Uh, it is. It definitely is. <laughs> because it... it because when you when you come, I don't know, when you're a kid, you just have a different, you know, perspective. Like, even I think the 
always kept Compton close to my heart. Because when I was growing up, it just, I noticed homeless people would come up to me and ask me for money. And as a kid, I noticed, like, damn, that's kind of messed up. Like, as a kid, why is someone older than me asking me for money? And it made me want to, like, just always help. I, like, figure out a way to get money to help someone else. Like, you know what I mean? To that certain extent. Um, but even, like, you come here. And so I've always carried that with me everywhere I've gone. Because I've seen, like, I've seen the different type of pain and different type of, like, reality that people have gone through that can get to a low point in life. Like, you grow, like, you grow up in those suburban areas, you might not see that often. You see, like, how low life can get you. You know what I mean? But with you're here in Compton, you see it on a daily basis. So you, you understand how hard life can get. Um, but then when you do, like, let's say, when you come back as an adult and you just see... As an adult, you understand now of, like, the lack of resources or why people of color are in need of so much. Like as an adult, you know, you just feel like, oh, they must have messed up or they didn't do something right. But then you get older and you see like there's a whole system and there's a whole lot of ways where someone could have gone wrong and never got help to get back on their feet. Then you kind of like just feel like, dang, there's so much more, so much, so much is needed to be done in the city. So that's where I feel like as a kid, you only see like one small aspect or one small thing within that you grow older. You just see like there, there's so many unfortunate problems or so many things that need work. Um, you know what I mean? Um, but like I said, also you see the beautiful. I remember yeah. yeah, talking about all pain because you yeah. definitely see the beautiful things that yeah. I mentioned earlier. But you also just you know you see that harsh reality. For me, just continuing to listen to Can I. Uh, what strikes me is his ability to to see different angles and, and different parts of the spectrum of the human experience and the balance of that at 23 and and to go through his own life experience and for me it's really encouraging because I think you know being in my later 30s we always have conversations of the future and who's who's taken up next and I think that the ideas and, and the ways that he views the world, there's such a wisdom to it and there's a heart to it of wanting to build within that wisdom that is really just really encouraging in speaking with him. Um, you know, in this last last piece that I just want to play here is uh, also as much as we learn that, that things are still in process and things um, are a constant work, whether that's for ourselves or for the society we live in. You know what I mean? Like normal, normal wasn't right. You know what I mean? And that's my dilemma with the NBA. Like people say, like we need this because of all the pain that's going on. Like when the NBA was silent, the news was focusing on protests, and you know, uh, people would say a dark reality of America that they didn't like. So you bring in um, the NBA in order to lighten up the mood and make people feel better and have something to look forward to, but. It does silence the discussion of the movement, yeah. And it's unfortunate. Uh, I forgot how I was getting to this point. I was tying everything in. Because we were talking about um, going back to normal, like manicure. Normal, yeah. So that and that's the problem. Thing is, it, it, I feel as if they said, "Well, well, we need, to, we need this to cope. Like we need the NBA to cope or feel better." And I feel like it's another just distraction. I don't believe, unfortunately, that we'll ever really get like silver movement we're like we're on the like we were close. Like, yeah. we were the 
close yeah. we've ever been. I think we lost it. And I'm not blaming the NBA because it's not all their fault. Yeah. But I think, like, just showing that since really normal has hurt us because now we'll never get that energy again because we went back to yeah. normal. Like, normal was NBA been alive for how many years and people have been getting shot for how long. So let's get for one year, let's just try it without. Like, for one year. That's all, let's try it without for one year, no yeah. NBA. And let's just see how a society we do. Like, yeah. just one year. I'm not saying the rest of my life. It's just one year. We've had it all our lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think as a kid, we're taught balance. But I think, like, as a adult, no one teaches you balance. And, like, that's literally, like, the yin and the yang. That's what life is about. Like, life is about balance. Like, life is literally about the pain and the joy. That final thought there from Kanai um, encapsulated a lot for me in the fact that, um, one, uh, I feel like the conversation with Kanai is going to continue on, and it's not just going to stop here. I think even for me, what I learned is, you know, cutting interviews with people, and when you talk, uh, you want to wrap everything up, and you want to make it um, tie nicely together and, and end it, where I realized in listening to this and in my conversations with Kanai that it's ongoing, the work is ongoing, the story is ongoing, the chapters unfold, the life unfolds, the pain unfolds, the joy unfolds, and so... Um, I wanted to have that be the last thing he speaks about in terms of just the way that, you know, life continues on and um, specifically with his causes and and whether that's for the things that we're doing and working on ourselves and and the things that we're seeing in our world. We've got to balance that pain, balance out that joy and, and continue moving forward and continue to do the work and learn about ourselves and each other and, and, build that courage, build that compassion, build that wonder. And so, um, yeah, I'll be bringing back Kanai around and um, really wanted to just center this around him, especially before um, we have our event in November. And you'll definitely be hearing more from him. Um, so thank you for taking a listen to Solversations this week. Um, this week, going camping out in the wilderness, we'll be with a couple friends so I'm looking to record some conversations from there, bring those back, and have more conversations for y'all. So enjoy your week. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Peace. Podcast.